Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. Now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Anthony Ingram. Welcome to the program. My very special guest today is poet Kasal Khalil. He will join us shortly. There's some technical difficulties. We're calling the Kashmir. So hold on, and we'll be right back. Thank you. 
everyone. Let's see if Khalil can join us. Kasal, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you, sir. And what about you? <laughs> it worked. Yeah, I know Sujuru and other systems. Right, right. Well, fantastic. I am so glad that you're with me. Thank you, sir. Yes. <laughs> I'm really happy. All right, all right. <laughs> so am I. So am I. <laughs> great, great. I'm pleased to. Well, let me ask a question. Let's begin this journey together. What is poetry to you? Poetry is an imagination to me. And it begins like collecting an ocean within a jar of emotions and varied thoughts. It's a type of literature when once it's put into force, it strikes the strings of one's heart and goes deep inside. Mm. It, leads, it leaves a very uh, deep impression on the thoughts of a person. And the poetry is um, so to say in simple, in simple words, it uh, means presenting or depicting uh, something, something literary in a very short and in very uh, crisp manner. You have okay. to use you have to use very few words and express a very large viewpoint of something. Mm. Well, let me ask this question, and it's a slightly different one. Why is it important? Why is it important that we do what we do? Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's not audible. Can you please re uh, repeat it? Yes. Why is it important? Why is poetry important? Poetry is important in a varied manner. It is important because it has long-lasting effects on our behavior, on our society, on altogether on all of us. It can cause uh, revolutionary things happen if it is brought into force at the, uh, at the proper time. Poets and the poetry have, uh, since beginning, whenever the poetry has started, since decades and since millennia, rather to say, it has brought uh, tremendous changes in the society. So it's important because it has the power, it has the force to bring changes that require changes that bring into the upliftment of the society. I know that Urdu poetry is known as the language of emotions and love. Yeah. Can a person be called a poet if they don't feel strong emotions? Yeah, that Urdu is not only related to emotions and uh, love and amorousness. There have been uh, revolutionary things happening in Urdu since times. There have the new poets have arrived. There is philosophy. 
there is uh, um, uh, and other sorts of things have uh, have been uh, expressed through poetry it's not it's a, i don't think uh, it's only uh, about love it's only about romance and it's only okay. about amorousness all right all right it's about the totality of things yeah there is vitality in urdu language as well yes very beautiful please share a poem Yeah. Sure. Right now I have a one poem lately written Together we can. The title is Together we can. It is the it is a poet's inner feeling. How can the poets bring changes and how can a poet or a brethren of poetry force the new vision into the society let us start with it being a poet doesn't mean speaking and writing every time about the hypothetical dreams with aimless thought or some rhyme inherent duty of the one who belongs to this fraternity that deception be undone and no lexical jugglery nobody is allowed this profess to behave like a literary despot heal the cracks not in duress and divine water wash the smut i live in a land where people do exist in flesh and bones they eat and wear as all do why under my ribs Mr Agile Moon Come all of us hold the placard as if on the horizon a rain sweet rainbow Come all of us hold the placard as if on the horizon a sweet rainbow and keep it always on the record to win the race by steady and slow to win the race be steady and slow together we can beat the beast together we can stand afresh together we can deal for peace together we can seize the unrest thank you mm. that was very powerful sir thank you sir very powerful as you think about the body of your work your body of work what are some of the predominant themes of which you write about the most predominant things it depends upon the times and it depends upon the situations when i start to write mm-hmm. or when I, whenever whenever the imagination hits my mind there can be multiple number of themes i write romantic poetry as well i write the poetry that belongs to social malaise i write political poetry as well and there are many other things i have varied sorts of poetry that i am inclined to i'm not uh, just uh, focusing myself to one thing or a particular uh, a part of poetry all right now as you think about your early beginnings in poetry what was a moment or an experience where you first learned that poetic language has power i would like to share with you an anecdote which happened with me when i was a student of 9th standard it was just a 
it was a very very brisk moment it happened all together in a in a jiffy my urdu teacher she was a lady she was a poet herself once in a class during the lecture she said a single stanza of his ghazal and that just striked my heart it was like i would like to say it's meaning that a time will come that i will touch the stars of the sky wow the, it was the it is the actual meaning of that verse it just one stanza and uh, the tragedy is this out of these two, those two lines i just remembered only one line till date mm-hmm. and then the second line vanished from my mind correct <laughs> so from that very beginning i started to write and the writing go, went on a day and on and on and i finally polished the, the urdu setup because there are many other things that needs to be kept in mind when while writing an urdu ghazal and there yeah. are still many still room uh, for development i am not exactly a perfect writer of ghazal in urdu i have loopholes in in there and i have mastered a lot many uh, things to write a perfect urdu poetry and i am in touch with the great masters great uh, teachers of urdu who every now and then just give me necessary precautionary measures how to write and how to be away from the uh, illogical things or the errors that can happen every now and then while writing a poetry you know i've i've read some of your work and your work is beautiful thank you sir very beautiful how does a poem begin with you does it begin with an image an idea or a form still here i have the same thing to say it can happen any time while i am driving a car i am going to my office a poem can come out in an imagination Mm-hmm. that uh, right right there i just passed by the road on the side of the road and if i had enough time to wait and finish the poem i finish there or else i just <clears throat> note the gist of the poem what was the idea that hit my mind i keep it recorded so that i can next time work on it it can i the idea can come as of it by itself or sometimes i need to work on some idea it's an imagination that happens with me and i need not to work on some subject at any time just to, i have to write poetry no i never do such thing because i cannot do such a thing any time that i have to do something today i have made up a mind let us sit to, uh, today today is it's holiday i have some free time i will sit down and i will write some poetry no it never happens with me most of the time it happens by all by itself please share another poem thank you sir I have a latest poem unpublished one 
it is again uh, it's about the political brazenness in our homeland and its title is identification period i am a boy i am a kashmiri label me a militant and frisk my belongings for in my homeland i live like an alien and the other alien in your jeep wearing a black hood and large black goggles is also a kashmiri with a ruptured grace the informer with you has no intelligence he is misled and misleads you monetizing his deity of greed and barbarism i am a kashmiri i am a kashmiri you ask me my name when it is written on the id card your movies malign me by calling me a time bomb and you sing the same music i face it with my head high i am a kashmiri i am a kashmiri and in my tiffin box i carry my re- favorite recipes often boiled rice with rajma or potato when going to office or school and the spoon in your hand every time dips into my dishes to look for a grenade or a packet of bullets because i am a kashmiri i am a kashmiri your media the termite ridden fifth pillar call me a terrorist and i carry only a few stones in my hand against your tanks and ak47 your pellet guns fire straight into my eyes and your pride maimed me i am amputated and blind i am a kashmiri i am a kashmiri i have a girlfriend who is very progressive than me without a scarf leave leave aside the loathsome burqa and i don't wear a skull cap clean shaven with stout mustaches my parents are also liberal and they don't question my wanderlust but they and me and my girlfriend question your presence i am a kashmiri i am a kashmiri but i cannot move freely in my woods that might have given birth to many frosters shallies or wordsworth the woods are choked by the infestation of dreadful nightmares the pines and oaks are silent witnesses to all that happened behind the walls far away from the real denizens that stand ill natured i am a kashmiri <clears throat> i am a kashmiri and my landscape is loaded with thousands of unidentified graves and many more wailing mothers sisters or wives waiting for their men lost i have kunan poshpura where even the darkness of that heinous night couldn't protect the chastity of our helpless ladies denigrated by the freedom keepers of freedom and this haunts the scriptures of humanity i am a kashmiri i am a kashmiri all this happened after my homeland kashmir was taken over by a democracy and i have lost my identity i am a kashmiri that's all sir you know that really touched me you're very proud of your heritage yes sir that's the way it should be to be proud of one's heritage wow yes sir <clears throat> let's take a brief break and we'll be right back okay thank you sir sure 
fantastic poet. Welcome back. You know, <laughs> welcome back. All great writers have great writing influences. Who are some yeah. of yours, and what makes them great in your eyes? Since I have started writing in Urdu, and I, in the very first beginning, st- uh, wrote some poems in my own mother tongue, Kashmiri as well. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, but I later left that. It is the tragedy that in our schools, from past thirty years, we are devoid of being taught our mother tongue. Perhaps it's the only homeland on the globe where the mother tongue is not taught. Mm. So I could not get the comprehensive uh, comprehensive knowledge of my, my own mother tongue. Though I have, I am in touch with it. I am learning afresh the literary nuances of the Kashmiri language, and I will switch over to my mother tongue as well very soon. There are some poets from Kashmir as well. They are mystical poets who have influenced me since beginning. There is one, one of our most prominent mystical poet. He was a mystical poet, and he was a uh, who helped in the spread of Islam in Kashmir Valley. He um, moved from place to place, from village to village, across the stretches of the valley, and with his mysticism and that peace-loving Sufistic traditions, this Islam spread across the Langathan Pradas of the valley. He was Sheikh Nuruddin Nurani Rahmatullah. Uh, currently, uh, uh, so to tell you, to keep this thing on record, I have already started translating his works into English. These are four-line stanzas. His most of the poetry is four-line stanza, and I have started translating them into English. He was he is one of my inspirations, and from Urdu side, from the very beginning, I started reading Galib, Iqbal, and one more is Ahmed Faraz. Ahmed Faraz is the latest one, mm-hmm. but the one who kept for uh, uh, long-lasting effects on my poetry was Mirza Ghalib. You might have heard of him. He is considered as the king of the Urdu, language, uh, Urdu poetry. Later, Alama Iqbal, who is called the poet of the East, he too has he is the philosophical poet. He has the many influences upon me. And now on the English side, since I have switched over to English lately, but as a subject, I have read most of, uh, minimally pieces from Shakespeare, Wordsworth, Keats, and I loved them very much. I have started again going through their works because they are indispensable for me. If I couldn't go through them, I cannot get the best of the poetry. Wow. I can learn the best of the Urdu English poetry, which I need to reinforce in due course of time. Yes. Let's imagine for a moment that a poem is like a cake, a cake that you eat, all right? Yeah. All right. 
what would be some of the prevalent ingredients that go into making that cake? What goes into making a poem? What goes into making a poem it, as if it was a cake? Cake. Yes. Making a poem. The best thing you do is that your ideas should be clear. The clarity okay. of thought should be the most prominent thing in front of you. There should not be any kind of hypocrisy. If you are going to use uh, refused sugar into the cake, it won't long last. Its taste will be very nasty to the mouth. And your taste buds will to totally reject it. So, if a hypocrite critic thinks what, you do, what the thing is doesn't suit a person by himself, to him, his heart or her heart, and he starts to express them in her words through poetry. That won't work because he is not himself implementing the thing on himself first. So the clarity of thought, the clarity of vision, and the wide variety of uh, uh, reader, uh, uh, a wide uh, um, outlook, learning the dimensions of a particular theme on which a person is writing. All the uh, dimensions are to be kept in mind. So that only a very powerful poem, which can have very deep, inspiring uh, progress on the readers, can happen. <laughs> I want some cake. Give me another poem. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I have one more poem which is still unpublished. The title is I Can't Forget. I can't forget. I can't forget though I tried a lot. How could someone else occupy this painful slot that lies vacant inside my heart? Though I played lately very smart, but the tendons often turn very taut. I can't forget. I can't forget. I can't forget never how you care about me. I love you so much, oh the mark of beauty. Be happy always, you are the world to me. I am a meek creeper, you are a stout tree. In my simple words, you are the only bestie. I can't forget. I can't forget. I can't forget how you stood the test of time. In all my weaknesses, you posed like a twine. Your innumerable favors and nature sublime. You are like an ode with heavenly rhyme. With innocent love, the flawless chime. I can't forget. I can't forget. I can't forget and should I if I am not insane? Your sobs and the tears that fall like rain. I surrender often fall failing on this rough terrain. But I hate now being like infested green. I want to flourish on your wall like ivy by the lane. I can't forget. I can't forget. 
I can forget that you are the mark of excellence like eyes on the face. Think if the nose is chipped off, where lies the grace? Or the scar appears on lips or ears, leaving behind an ugly mark or a trace. This means that in simple terms, everything has its face. I can't forget. I can't forget. I can't forget though in the world full of insatiable forgetfulness, where all the intricate designs have turned mess. And certainty is largely bare and undressed, the only weapon to be kept abreast is to plunge out of mental unrest. But I can't forget. Thank you. Oh, wow. You know, they say that to see the world with complete honesty, one should look to comedians, artists, and poets. What do you think emerges naturally from your work? What emerges from you, my friend? What emerges from you? It emerges what I understand, what my heart and what my mind, what my senses feel, what's happening around myself. I cannot think blankly into an open vacuum. Mm -hmm. Things are happening around me. There are good things happening around me, and I have to write in favor of them as well. And there are bad things happening around as well. And I have to protest against them as well. As a sane human being, as a sensible person, I have to be on toes to say spare a spare. And the best quality of the poet is this, that he always bees on, uh, comes, on, uh, comes at the front foot. And he tells the people around himself, whether from the public or from the higher echelons of the society, who run the rails, who rule the roost, that where you are right and where you are wrong, and where you are right and how you can be wronger. You have to be cautious about these things. And where are you wrong and how can you put yourself out of those wrong things? So a poet is a great influencer. He can influence, and there are innumerable examples in history where poets have influenced society at large, and they have been revolutions altogether. There are examples from Europe, there are examples from West, there are examples from Central Asia, there are examples from Central, uh, uh, this Southeast Asia, there are examples from India where poets, whether they have been court poets or they have been public poets, they have uh, elaborately. They have extensively guided the pe uh, public and they have extensively guided the rulers as well. So there have been poets who have uh, used uh, this um, property, this quality uh, for wanton desires. These are just subliminal things. They are just uh, traces out, uh, out of the large uh, chunk of body. But most of the poets can do wonders at times. You know, I want to expand just a little bit on what you're sharing in terms of the good and bad that is happening in the world and poets being influences, influencers. Yeah. 
What do you think is the role of a poet in modern-day society? Sir, so much is happening. So much good is happening, but as you just said, so much negative is happening, too. So what, what is our role? What, how can we help? The most tragic thing that's happening right now, from before that, I would like to tell you one thing. I would like to express yes. my inner desire, inner uh, feeling, that this poetry goes to the highest, most zenith of its excellence in those days when there is degeneracy in the society. When the degeneracy is overcome, this poetry loses its shame. Why? Because the poets have, a, have the duty to fight against the degeneracy, to fight against the malice, to fight against the ills of the society at large. When, once the ills are over, these poets and the poetry are taken to back foot. It has been happening because of the reason. When a man starts to observe things scientifically, by reason, most of the poetry doesn't work with reason and scientific things. They work with emotions. They try to bring changes by striking the emotional chord of the heart. Once the reasons are brought into force, one of the scientific uh, observations are brought into the force. The, this poet is very thoroughly observed under the scalpel of that brute scalpel of reason. Because in one of the degeneracies over, reason comes uh, to force. This, these scientific observations come to force and the poet is taken at to back foot. Now, we are here talking about degeneracy and on the other side we are talking about reason. We are reason, yes. and poets are giving less importance nowadays. Those were the days when there was degeneracy in the West, and there was degeneracy in the East. Poets have done tremendous work by pulling the people out of the degeneracy. Once the degeneracy was over, development came, reason came, scientific observations came, poets were put to the, let's say, put against the wall. But nowadays, the degeneracy is intruding back into our every level of society. There is a new kind of degeneracy entering our roots. So, this time it's also the golden opportunity for the poets. The degeneracy is within us. We are going back into those, uh, those elements of dark uh, things. In that darkness, we have multiple number of darknesses enshrouding us. So poets can do again their job well with much more brilliance, with much more power. Because they have the tools available. Those tools which were not available to Wordsworth, which were not available to Robert Frost, or Shelley, Keats, or R. Galeb, they are now available at much supersonic speeds to, the, to a modern poet. If they are implemented, they are enforced with um, uh, uh, with sincerity. Poet can do still the same thing, much more effectively. Eloquently stated, my friend. Well done. Thank you, sir.
I really like that. You know, all poets have several words that come up over and over and over again, words or sentences that they just can't help but use in their work. What are three of your absolute favorite words to use and why? Um, favorite poems. Three favorite? Three favorite words. Words that you use words. that you use a lot when you write. Some people use words like hope, uh, fear. Are there three words that you use a lot when you write? The most of three common words that hit my mind is the first few repeat uh, rehearsal, the hope. Okay. I have hope. And sincerity, I always hope in my poems. Mm-hmm. And I have a resolution to fight against the evil, to speak against the evil. Though I don't, poets don't have the power to fight against the evil directly, but they have the power to speak against the evil, so that the evil can look inside himself, itself rather. Say, I have hope. I have sincerity. And one more to say, I have a respect. Yes. Respect. Okay, tell me about yeah. respect. What do you respect mean? Respect is, yeah. Respect means just to keep in view the other things. If an another person is expressing things differently than you, that doesn't mean you are going to take clubs against him or her. You have to accommodate that accommodative thing is the best thing that can bring wonders. If I, if I am accommodative, I have to accommodate my foes, my adversaries. That's respect. I have not Very to fight nice. on petty things. Let's take a brief break, sir, and we'll be right back, okay? Thank you, sir. back. Would you be Thank willing you. to share another poem with us? Yes, sir. Sure. So, this poem is about one of the social evils that happened for the cinema. Title of the poem is Cinematic Woman Empowerment. The show has left naked stock realities and I should give what sort of gestures. Insanity rules the roost and no humility. The community of fair sex and this violent rupture. 
Imagine, fair lady, how are you made to earn? It's only your body that thinks they're asset. I will earn wrath, and brains might burn. Look, your graces clunk on the greedy doctor's ticket. Every man comes in reels like an executive, but you appear as some uncultured tribals. Don't loathe me, just to give it thoughts few. Beauty is in soul, not in tanned cuticle. I told the truth. I even should have an thought. May consider the righteous mind. What home be brought? Thank you, sir. Oh wow! You know your poems have amazingly detailed titles. What role should the title play in a poem? The title plays a very vital role in a poem. I always prefer to choose a title which has a very deep meaning because it lets me focus on the point and come to a very conclusion in depth. Most of the time I fix the title first and later on I work on the title. That makes me uh, to make my things clear, make my uh, imagination and my thought is uh, pristine and clear like the uh, like the day. Do you have a writing community that you share your work with? Most of the time is I am on Facebook and I don't have a particular community where do I submit my works. How has Facebook fit into your writing? Most of the time it is just to do as I would like to tell you that poetry needs to be heard and poet needs to be heard of. It is the inner, so to say, a feeling of a poet that whenever he writes, whenever he or she writes, mm-hmm. the poet thinks that he must be heard. The poet must, the poem must reach to the public at large. So I don't have a platform right now, so I think right now the Facebook is the platform where I can. Where I can share my thoughts but i can express my and i can give my opinions yes yes you know poets and writers write for a myriad of reasons some write primarily to speak a message to their audience others write because to stay silent is not an option why did you choose to write i choose them both of them i cannot be silent okay. And I have to give the message message to the general audience. Because if I see, remain silent, I feel a pain inside my chest. Mm. Mm, that was, to be frank enough, most of the time is, uh, I have the, those little female scuffles with my, with my wife. Because I spend most of the time is with my books. And that's the main reason of our contrast. So these things happen with me. Because I cannot keep myself away from such things. I get immersed with the books, and they, that becomes a bone of contention many a times between us. You're a fascinating man. Fascinating thank you, sir. Man. Thank you, thank you. How has your idea of what poetry is and what poetry can do changed 
since you began writing poetry? What? How has your idea of what poetry is and what it can do changed since you began writing it? Who should begin writing it? Since you began writing poetry. Who? Has anything changed for you? Have your thoughts changed? Your understanding of what poetry is, has that changed? Yes, with every day, when I look into the world, when I read multiple number of things, it's not that what I am writing, it is the only thing what hits my mind. There are influences around myself. There are spiritual influences that cause me to write things. I read the books of the precious scholars, the learned men, the learned writers. They do influence me. And they too fire in, uh, send a fire inside me to start writing. And at times, there is those, uh, the, the flurry of imagination comes by itself without any mm. So it is just that such things happen with most of the poets. Wow. Once you, you are walking by the road, you are walking in a, in a traffic, in a public transport, or you are driving by yourself, just then, out of nowhere, a very beautiful line hits your mind. When you don't even imagine that I was not thinking about poetry, such a beautiful line has hit my mind. It is just a magical thing happening most of the time. And such things happen with every poet. They happen with me. They might be happening with others as well. Yes. Yes. Well, when you think about being a poet, what is a measure of success in terms of being a poet? What is a measure of success? The measure of success of a poet is when what he writes and what he tries to teach the public is brought with uh, into force with letter and superator. That's the measure of success of that very poet. It's not only you are going to scribble things on a page or a PR, blacken the paper with uh, with your ink and they are being uh, kept in leather jacketed bound, bounded books in libraries or in personal uh, acquisitions of a person and, uh, and never to read and never to be acted upon. Then, then writing such a poetry is of no use. Then there's all, all, the, all the activity, all the force and all the energy of that poet has, uh, has got lost. Because he has not been understood by the, his very own public. He wrote the poetry for the uplifting of the public, and they sent him to the dark dungeons of ignorance. Please share one more poem before we go. Thank you, sir. Let me share one more poem. I'm going to share one more poem, Lamentations of a Pebble. One evening, walking in a vibrant mood, I stumbled upon a hot, propitious food. There I met a daughter of a stone who spoke to me in a lighter tone. It was a smooth pebble lying beside the track. On its mumble, I was suddenly taken aback. Told me she was once an unwavering rock, taunting the lazy arms of the clock. Deep inside, boasting on the unfathomable majesty, diseased to the marrow by such pathetic travesty, 
then one day something slipped beneath it was a grain of sand that acted as a sheet then came a breeze and the stone creaked the energy turned into pathos and it turned meek one day it slipped down the slope into small pieces the rock broke who knows it was to land in mid road further broken by the crane who thereby strode a nasty boy came by roaming free took the print off it from the screen the friction with nature through water iron more gave the flint enough chances to explore with the cruelty of time sharp edges became blunt all the bad traits of pride finally turned defunct opinion haste opinions in haste and multiple concerns fear of nature fear of the future and thoughts of others jealousy and acerbity stripping inner importance and bragging signed as a mark of inelegance now at last came the precious time to pray and be in a resignation for this pride is the only barrier and foot of the hottest reincarnation thank you sir wow sir yes question sir. for you yeah do sure. you think you were meant to be a poet yes tell me more from the inner feelings of my heart i have been a poet since I started writing when I was 13 years of age. I gradually developed my poetry, learned new things, and I am still in the process of learning. Since the life is it's a continuous learning process till a man reaches the grave, he is still incomplete in knowledge. even and even if a man lives a million a million of years he will remain incomplete in knowledge because there is every time new things are happening new adv- advances are happening knowledge is uh, developing itself new imaginations are happening so i as a poet think that i i am a poet and i was a born poet and i should contribute to the Lord of God of the society, and I think it's my duty to do so. Oh, wow, very nice. Thank I you, want sir. to thank you for spending time with me. Thank you, sir. All the way from the Kashmir. I cannot believe we made a connection, <laughs> and that it turned Maybe. out so nice. Thank you, thank you, sir. Yes. It worked better than that than the previous meeting we had. with mana for estimated poetess then yes. it made things worse and we couldn't connect properly with each other yes well i knew that you were a talented man when we first met so i wanted you to be on my show thank you sir thank you yes well i want to thank you again for joining me i want to thank our listening audience for tuning in today as i share every week on this show Let poetry ring. Be safe and take care of yourselves. Until next time. Quintus Central Listening Poetry Online Radio. Good night. Thank you, sir. Good night.
You have just listened to the quintessential listening poetry online radio podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And make sure to catch our next episode.